Hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Untitled Will Rhodes Project. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. It is early in the morning of Thursday, April 2nd. Uh, this is no April Fools. We are back again. Welcome back, Holly Springs. We appreciate everybody that's been listening to the first two episodes, and we hope you guys enjoyed the, the third installment of our podcast. Absolutely. We got another great guest on today. Uh, so I think you'll be excited uh, to hear from him later on. Uh, yeah, listenership has really exploded due to a lot of positive word of mouth, and we appreciate that from everybody. This podcast is being done for you guys, the fans. That's actually not entirely true. It's personally being done for us because we have a lot of free time. And not to speak for Will, but I just enjoy talking into a microphone. But it's at least somewhat for you guys, our loyal listeners. Uh, now, instead of tens of loyal listeners, after episode two, we can say we have hundreds of loyal listeners. So thank you. We really appreciate it, everybody. I know, uh, I hope everybody's getting something, a little bit of enjoyment out of the podcast, but definitely for me and Coach Rhodes is something that seems like just a random fun project, but I think we've talked about it over the last couple of years of doing something, and we really appreciate you guys listening and giving us a, a voice to, to really reach out and connect with you guys during this time. So speaking of connecting, I want to share an email that we got from one of our listeners. Uh, with a review of the podcast. This is from Junior Emma Stone. Uh, so what she, what she wrote was, I would give the overall rating of the podcast 9 out of 10. Entertainment was provided, information was informed, questions were asked, laughs were shared. Um, so do, do you want to mention why we got only a 9 out of 10 from her instead of a perfect 10? Uh, at this point, I think you should let the listeners know. All right. Well, apparently we got a 9 out of 10 because... Someone on here, not to name any names, but it wasn't me, uh, his grammar is not quite up to par. Uh, so I think we need to be more grammatically correct in our podcasts, and that way we'll really shore up that, you know, that AP Lit demo that we're really shooting for. Well, I try to tell everybody that I'm a business marketing teacher for a reason. So English is not my, my first um, strength. Not and your first language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll definitely continue, and I'm sure we'll get more feedback about how my grammar is not proper, but that's okay. We'll take it, and hopefully throughout this podcast, Emma, I do much better. So also, we've received two suggestions for names for our podcast. The first from Steve Rhodes in Bethany Beach, Delaware. What a great last name. I wonder how he found the pod. Uh, <laughs> his, that's actually my dad. Uh, hey, Dad. His idea was that we call it Hawk Talk. Uh, the downside to that is apparently there's already a soccer podcast by that name, but I'm guessing we don't really have a huge crossover viewership. Uh, I mean, if we, if we added like Holly Springs Hawk talk, we could definitely get away with it. I don't think there's many Holly Springs towns or cities throughout the country. So we could probably get away if we added the Holly Springs, but I like the, uh, the sound of Hawk talk. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right. And the second suggestion we received is from, 2017 graduate Isabel Stone, whose idea was the real bros of HSHS. Apparently, this is a reference to a famous YouTube show, The Real Bros of Simi Valley, which after I was told that this should be a name for us, I watched the first season of it, and it's actually pretty hilarious. Uh, not remotely school appropriate, but it's a very funny show. So nobody should go on and listen or watch anything from that show? Is that what you're telling our listeners? If you are over the age of 18, you should watch it. If you're under the age of 18, just earmuffs. Earmuffs? Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, one of our former students, well, she's a senior now, um, Alec Quinn, she definitely 
messaged me and said the the bros are getting getting after it with the podcast. So I think there's students that already think that about us too, that we're the bros of Holly Springs. So I definitely think that might be the winner. Yeah, if you have you know any any feedback on those names, if you like those names or have any other ideas, make sure to let us know. Uh, again, you can send your thoughts and reviews, anything else via Twitter uh, and Instagram at marketing underscore HSHS. I apparently messed up that up last episode. Uh, or via email, broads4 or jwill, both of those at wcpss.net. We love hearing from you guys, uh, all of your thoughts on the show. Let's go to a recap of our draft from last episode. Again, the evil empire of drafting comes out victorious. And I'm, I'm the evil empire? How, how can I be the evil empire already? It's only two, the, two episodes in. You're the New England Patriots of our podcast drafts, the New York Yankees, the one that everyone loves to hate. So Sunshine hey, was 22%. I'm loved. I'm loved. I'm okay with that. No. I was 37% <laughs> and you won with 41%. Much closer this time. But I think we should put an asterisk by this result. I think the third party candidate really stole a lot of votes from me. So you can you can say what you want to say. I, I think uh, Sunshine his his voting delegates would have maybe shifted towards me. But if you want to go with that, we can put an asterisk. I'll still take the two wins, two and zero on the board with an asterisk by my name. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I feel great about my draft board for this episode. Uh, our draft this episode later on is going to be reality TV shows. So I feel, I feel, I feel really good about my draft work. So it's really a nice, diverse set of, of reality shows. I, I think this is going to be the one I get. I, I know for a fact that our guest that is coming on uh, shortly is definitely going to agree with a few of my reality TV picks. So at least I'll have one vote, hopefully, for the draft, and maybe he can help uh, get some more votes, secure some more of our soccer players uh, in the next few days. I, I need to start doing a better job campaigning, apparently. Exactly. I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think more uh, student athletes are listening because we're voting on Twitter and on H spring soccer. We're definitely trying to promote it. So I think I have a little bit of a leg up on you just because I'm promoting it on H spring soccer, Twitter, and Instagram. So speaking of voting, one of the popular ways to vote this year with the current pandemic is via mail. So that's a great segue to our next segment, which is our mailbag. So this time our mailbag segment is sponsored by Casper mattress. Nowadays, you're probably spending a lot more time at home. Shouldn't you be spending it on a better mattress? It is a high-quality foam mattress, and they have a 100-night risk-free trial. If you aren't happy, send it back. For listeners of this podcast, they're offering a special two-for-two deal. If you purchase a mattress from their website and enter the promo code WILLROADS, you can get two mattresses, both at regular price. What a deal. Casper Mattress, proud fake sponsor of our podcast. Our first question today comes I don't again. Know how many people need two mattresses, but okay, we'll take it. You know, it's that's the deal they're offering, so I can't control the fake deals that they're fake offering. So our first question today comes again from podcast superfan Mary Greer from Holly Springs, North Carolina. Her question is, if you could learn one skill during the quarantine, what skill would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. What what are what are you going with? So in an ideal world, I'd love to learn how to be handy. Uh, yesterday, my wife was hanging something in our little entryway closet so we could be more organized and was about to like kind of toss the leftover supplies from like the box she ordered from. 
And I said that, man, like, why don't we throw this stuff out? We should really keep all these extra nails. And she said, uh, these are screws. So I don't know the difference between a screw and a nail. So maybe learning to be handy might be helpful. That's not going to actually ever happen. So I've already actually already learned about podcast editing and video conferencing. So I feel like that's pretty good for one quarantine. Uh, I think I'm set on new skills. The the crazy thing is my, my dad is, you know, a really good handyman and was in the construction business uh, doing like home remodels for 20, 25 years. So I, I definitely like understand your plight with, you know, having no sort of idea about what a screw or nail is. Um, I was the athlete of the family and my dad was the handyman. So like right now I'm like remodeling my bathroom and I pretty much told my dad, you're going to help me save money. So re remodel my bathroom because I don't know anything about it. So he's coming over and helping with stuff and I'm in the process of that. Um, so yeah, that, that would definitely be a skill that would be something that I would like to have, but uh, I'm going to go a little bit more, um, sporty, uh, and this is up your alley. You're, you're a tennis coach at, at school. Um, it's something that, uh, my girlfriend, uh, wanted to do while we had this time off because of the quarantine. Uh, so we went out and played tennis, uh, about a week and a half ago and I had never played tennis before. It's something that, you know, I figured I could maybe pick up, but it's definitely a lot harder than I thought it would be. Serving and backhands are atrocious. I, I'm terrible. So whenever we get back and we can play, uh, not under these quarantine-issued um, things that we're currently under, like, yeah, let's definitely go onto the tennis court and see if I can, you know, at least return one of your serves during an actual match. My serves are not great, so I think you won't have a huge issue with that. My, my biggest advice to you starting tennis is just each time the ball comes to you, just hit it back over the net and play. <laughs> so kind of like your, uh, your ping pong skill set, just hit it over. That's exactly the same thing as I do in tennis as I do in ping pong. Uh, that's really the, the first key to really master playing tennis is just stop making mistakes. That's really the first thing to, to do. Okay, I'll keep that in mind, and hopefully I'll build up my skill set a lot faster than your, your handyman skill set. <laughs> yeah, mine's not getting built at all, so by working on it at all, you're definitely building it up faster. <laughs> so well, that, that would be my skill that I would want to work on during the quarantine. Okay. Our second question comes from Isabel Stone, currently in Raleigh, North Carolina. Her question is, if your dog was kidnapped and you spent all day with the dog police trying to find your kidnapped dog, when you return home that night with your dog still not found, would you still do your normal nighttime routine? Um, to me, that's a question of someone who is looking to kidnap my dog. So first, please don't. Uh, my <laughs> answer that would be no. I would be despondent and I would not be able to do anything. I actually don't own a dog. Uh, I know this will be a great question for our, our guests coming on in a few minutes, uh, but my roommate currently has a dog and I think he's he's somebody that if his dog, his name's Eli, he's a chocolate lab. If Eli went missing, I think he would he would stop at zero cost to go find that dog. Um, I don't think he'd be able to to live with himself if he had to go through a normal routine. So, you know, I can't speak on it personally. I'm I'm interested to see who our our guests or what our guests would say about that mailbag question. Yeah, I think for our guests, maybe like if his dog was kidnapped, he wouldn't go on his normal routine. But if his kids were, it would just kind of be like whatever, business as usual. 
He has one to spare, so that's fine. I think he cares more about his his pugs than he does his children, but we'll see. We'll see what uh, his answer is. Let's just hope his wife's not listening. <laughs> Which I don't think she is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. Our next segment is, again, the life of a social distancing teacher. The whole point of this segment was we wanted to kind of just talk about some of the trends that we're seeing uh, on social media. I know that's um, something that a lot of the kids that are at the high school are on. And we talked about it and we just wanted to like kind of discuss. Uh, so one of the things that I've seen personally um, on Instagram a lot is uh, the soccer juggling uh, contest or hashtag where people are throwing up pieces of toilet paper and they're trying to, to juggle uh, the pieces of toilet paper. And people have kind of expanded on it. Uh, you know, coach, the coach for NCFC did one where he was juggling with the toilet paper and then he was juggling with, you know, a golf ball because he's got nothing else better to do than learn how to play golf right now. Um, there's a team in uh, the western part of the state, a high school team that actually got all their players and their coach to do a video post. And as a person juggles it, they kick it to their left and then the next player receives it does a couple juggles and kicks it to their left. So there, I think it was Page High School. Um, they had like 20 players create this montage of the soccer uh, juggling contest with toilet paper. So that's something I've seen. Uh, another thing I've seen on Facebook uh, is people are being asked to post like landscape pictures because we're not allowed out of their, their homes. Uh, so they're posting landscape photos of places they visited with nobody else, no humans in the, the landscape photo with no description, just to give people access to locations that people were able to visit before that aren't able to visit now. So those are some of the big ones that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen anything uh, recently or, or um, have heard of something interesting uh, about the kind of the social media frenzy that's going on right now. Yeah, I know one of the things I saw is that my uh, looking on Instagram and one of my cousins-in-law did this. It's like their whole neighborhood kind of put teddy bears like in windows and it's like a teddy bear hunt for kids, uh, which looked super adorable. So I think someone said that they've been doing that with rainbows as well. Just kind of a fun thing for kids to do uh, at a safe distance while hanging out around their neighborhood with their parents. So I know it's another adorable thing. Uh, if there's any weird trends you want us to try, hit us up. We can try to post a video of us doing that or a picture of us doing that on Instagram. Certainly, we have you know no shortage of free time. So, yeah, we we definitely want to maybe uh, post something on Instagram, like a little video, and try to interact with the the fan base a little bit more. So, if you guys have any suggestions, definitely hit us up. Uh, I, I would love to see me and Coach Rhodes maybe do the toilet paper challenge and see who does it best. But that's something that's already been done. So, if you guys have anything that's um, original that you want your Holly Springs Bros to do. Definitely uh, email one of us or post a comment on our social media page and we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, but you did mention um, the, the teddy bear thing. So this is something that I actually saw on Instagram this morning uh, waiting to get on the podcast. Uh, Coach Weitzel, our AD, posted it. All the high schools in Wake County were asked to like turn their, their lights on last night at 8 p.m. And I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. But I think it's really cool that you know we're trying to, to be the light is the kind of the – the message they were sending with that. So that's kind of a cool thing that athletic teams in the area were doing uh, just to try to get, you know, everybody together because we're all in the same boat. I mean, we're all kind of stuck at home hoping we could do other things. 
And I think that was a really cool, like athletics, high school athletics thing uh, that they're trying to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I saw the pictures last night of the stadium lit up, I definitely got a little bit of chills just kind of thinking about and kind of getting excited for the idea of there being high school sports again. Yeah, it's just, it's very, it's weird. You know, we don't know when this is going to get over with, when we're going to be allowed to to get back to just doing workouts. I mean, our, our spring season may or may not happen. And at this point, uh, it's probably not going to happen. I hope it does. But when, when can we resume summer workouts, fall workouts? Like, it, how long does this last? So I think everybody's just hoping to get back to their, you know, uh, their sport and get back to their, you know, playing field. And those pictures, like you said, were, were definitely something to, to look at and just, you know, admire the fact that, you know, this is something that we really do look forward to and that we're very passionate about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to when we can get back to, you know, our fields. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing we do during social distancing is we have a little bit more time to cook. This is a great time for a lot of people to learn how to cook. So right now we're going to introduce our new segment, Cooking Corner. So we may occasionally talk about fun recipes we're doing and maybe post pictures or recipes on Instagram. I know you had your first kind of thing that you wanted to share with your, with your big recipe. Something that I mentioned in the, the first podcast uh, when we talked about like social distancing, some of the things that we're doing more of was cooking. And I said that I've been making a lot of pancakes. So I wanted to start off the uh, cooking corner uh, with a simple uh, but effective banana pancake recipe. Uh, and this is a, a recipe that we'll definitely post on Instagram uh, when we post the podcast. So make sure that you guys check out our Instagram and our Twitter feeds to, to get this simple recipe. Uh, but really, basic things that you need. You need one banana, one egg, one cup of pancake mix. I just have generic pancake mix, but I'm sure you, know, you could have biscuit or whatever. Uh, Three-fourths cup of milk. Uh, and that's really all you need. Mix those things together uh, and then turn this, you know, flat skillet if you have access to a flat skillet grill. Uh, but make sure you use a skillet uh, around 350 degrees or medium heat and make sure that you try to spread out the the matter, the batter of the, the pancake mix because it becomes a little bit thick. So you don't want your, your uh, pancakes to be too thick. So it's just a simple banana pancake uh, recipe that you guys can definitely whip up very quickly. Um, optional, if you want to add more banana flavor, is the banana foster topping. I'm not going to go through that whole uh, spiel because you know that's a little bit more complex. I want people to start off basic today, uh, but I will post the optional topping for the banana foster if you would like to. So check out the Instagram and the Twitter feed for the banana pancake and optional banana foster topping recipe. Now for our listeners under the age of 10, should they use the stove with adult supervision or is this safe for children to do on their own? <laughs> I don't know if it's safe for people over the age of 10 for some of our listeners. I don't think they uh, cook very often anyways. So this might be something they need to be supervised regardless of age. Uh, this does remind me of the, the most fun lesson I ever taught as a teacher. Uh, last fall when I taught one of my classes how to make taquitos in the oven. That was what we did for the last 20 minutes of a class on Friday after I lost a bet with the class. So that was that's a practical life skill, how to use an oven. So I guess it might be that making pancakes might be beyond the scope of some of our people. So the recipe I want to share is, you know, around school, if there's one lunch I'm synonymous with, as you mentioned, I think in our first episode also, it's an enormous salad. 
So oftentimes all I'll do is kind of get a bag salad just for ease. But now that I'm home, I have the chance to make an enormous salad like all on my own. Uh, so this involves zero cooking. Actually, it involves a little bit of cooking, but it involves almost zero cooking. It's an idiot-proof recipe. Sometimes when like kids say that they hate salad, to me that's insane. Like a salad can be literally whatever you want it to be. You can put whatever foods you like and put that in a salad. Uh, and along with a lot of vegetables, it's you know a super healthy way of, well, actually probably not the way I eat it because it's enormous, but generally it can be a healthy way of doing something. So what I do is I get the biggest Tupperware container I have, uh, mine just a giant you know, spherical Tupperware thing. You start off with your, your base. Uh, I use spinach. You can use a lettuce if you're choosing. Maybe a grain, a, a quinoa, or something else less disgusting. Uh, and then a big part of salads to me is beans. I use half a can of both kidney and garbanzo beans. Uh, then I also put in hard-boiled eggs. This is the one cooking part. Uh, two hard-boiled eggs. You can put tomatoes, carrots, other vegetables in there. I also put in black olives and pickled beets uh, to add a delicious flair that I'm sure people don't find disgusting oh. at all. And then on top of that, I put either canned tuna or pickled beets. Uh, I'm a type of person who has no problem opening up canned tuna in our shared staff workroom once a week. So yeah, that's, that's me. But it's an enormous salad. It's delicious. And you top it all off with some Asian sesame ginger or Italian dressing. It's... Again, it's a very, very full meal. Uh, it's, it's delicious. It's, it's one of my favorite things to make. That's what I had last night for dinner. Should I have taken a picture of it to put on our Instagram page? Probably, but I was just too busy eating it to think about that. <laughs> I, I think our listeners need to take some things from this. Is One, you lost our draft a few segments ago because, or a few episodes ago because of your tuna preference. So all the listeners, you do not have to put tuna. As Coach Rhodes said, a salad is anything that goes on top of a uh, layer of spinach or lettuce. Really, anything goes into a salad. So please, don't, don't think of this as you have to put tuna because we know that none of you like tuna. Yeah, you know, other options is you can have like a little chicken on there. You could have even steak on there, really anything or any type of thing. And again, even for our vegetarian listeners, this is already jam-packed with protein with the hard-boiled eggs and the beans. So you don't need to put like a meat topping on there as well. Uh, it's, you know, again, a salad can be, the only thing eliminating your salad is your imagination. So I think everyone should eat more salads. Hashtag for this uh, podcast is going to be eat more salad. Love it. The salad days of spring. <laughs> I love it. So do, do you want to go to the next segment? Is, yeah, is let's that, do that. Is let's, that what we're ready for? Yeah, I think we're ready to do this. I think we're ready to bring on our special guest. Welcome our special guest for this episode, Coach Miller. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on, Miller? How's it going, buddy? I'm still trying to wake up. You know, you, you made me get up at a super early hour for the show. I had to make some coffee. I mean, by early, I mean 8 a.m., of course. You should be used to getting up at 5.15. Oh, that's right. You live two minutes from the school, and you don't wake up until like 6.50. So right now, this is kind of like your normal normal day. So you should be used to it. I don't want to hear complaints from you. So I guess you probably should have given a better introduction. For those of you that don't know, Coach Miller has been teaching at Holly Springs for, I don't know, longer than either me or Will have been there. And he is the head coach of the women's varsity soccer team uh, and is probably better known as the JV Boys Soccer Assistant. So, so the, the JV boys soccer coach. So that's a little introduction. Believe it, or, 
I believe it or not, you know, I actually do teach math at the school. I'm pretty sure 97% of the faculty have no idea that I teach math. But I do teach math. Anything that goes on in the mobiles is kind of just its own world. You are secluded into your own little world out in the mobiles, but I'm pretty sure most of the faculty don't know what me and Coach Rhodes do either. So I think we're all in the same boat there. Maybe by the end of this, uh, this podcast run, uh, maybe some of these teachers will start to know who we are. To be fair, I don't think I've talked once about what I teach on this podcast. They don't think they figured it out from there. Uh, I think what they might know me for is the person that during staff meetings will just kind of sit there and make one joke and then make no other contributions at all the rest of the meeting. So that's kind of, uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing on this too. So lack, lack of productivity is yes. what you're known of. Known I don't think that's going to change any attitudes based off what we talk about. Uh, so I also want to say Coach Miller might be best known. And one of the reasons that I was excited to have him on the podcast is he is the first person who just ever gave me a microphone and told me to say whatever I wanted to in there. Uh, doing the PA for some of his girls' soccer games years and years ago was my introduction into the world of, you know, high school broadcasting, which, you know, has been one of the things that's brought great joy to my life over the last five, six years. So thank you very much for that. I, I mean, I definitely regret it for the first season or so, but after that, that you started to get the hang of it, you know? <laughs> Ouch. Um, <laughs> so, so before we get into our high school sports segment, there's actually something else I wanted to share was an Instagram comment we got from Holly Springs junior, Sydney Howard. She wanted us to do a draft of Holly Springs sports teams during a zombie, zombie apocalypse. I don't totally know how that would work, um, but I just wanted to, you know, thought we could each share some thoughts on that real quick. I feel like I would, would probably not pick her cross-country squad for that because they could all outrun me and the zombies would get to me. I need a slower team around me that way. In a zombie apocalypse, I'm kept safer. However, the cross-country team would provide strength in numbers so that that might be an added bonus. Any thoughts on what sports team you guys might want uh, in a zombie apocalypse situation? I mean, I, I would go with the men's basketball team because I'll just, you know, jump on like Caleb Scott's shoulders and probably be good for a while. <laughs> I think you could jump on anybody's shoulders and you would be okay. It doesn't have to be a male or female athlete. Um, but our, our, so this, this is my question, Rhodes. Are we talking about being protected by a team or are we thinking outside the box as like a total what these teams could do for us? I have no idea. I think you can interpret this however you want to. Because with the, the cross-country team, if we had to do like medical supply runs, who better to do medical supply runs than the people that run through the woods already? Like the cross country team would be better prepared to do that for us. But if it's me, I, I think you have to, you know, go with the football team. They're the most protected. They have the most padding. They could tackle zombies. They could line up in a formation and help us get through, you know, these, you know, zombie situation so i would definitely go with the football team okay so three three very different answers there from us um sticking with our different high school sports teams we thought this would be a good idea or a good time to kind of go over some of the great team performances from the fall and winter sports seasons so for the ninth team that we selected on our our board uh was swimming uh because they had 10 swimmers qualify for states uh, we've had some individual swimmers. I believe we we had a, a state winner um, a few years ago, 
Um, so we've, we've had some individual success, but I think that's a great accomplishment to have 10 swimmers overall qualify for states. I think that's one of the best jobs we've done as a team. I could be wrong, but I think that's a great accomplishment from a team perspective. At number eight on our, our list, we put wrestling. Uh, they came second in uh, SWAC. Uh, they made the dual team playoffs, and they also had six qualify for the state tourney. Uh, and then at number seven, we selected girls golf. Uh, because they qualified for states and they finished 11th in the state tournament. All right, number number 16, uh, we, we wrote down the girls' tennis team. They finished 10 wins, four losses. Second in the SWAC, I believe that's their highest finish, uh, got in the dual team playoffs. And they are going to make some noise in the SWAC. They have a freshman uh, first single player, a little Chan. I don't, I don't know her first name. I just know it's Elizabeth Chan's sister. And I'm predicting that right now she will win a state champion in, in the girls' tennis level. All right. Number five, volleyball. Volleyball had 20 wins this year. So they you got 20 total wins, six losses. They made it to the third round of the state tourney, had an incredible season. And coming in at number four, the women's basketball team. They went back to back to back in the SWAC this year. They were undefeated yet again and made it all the way to the third round of the state tournament. And they were just a real fun team to watch. They can shoot from everywhere, tons of talent on the floor, and big things are expected of them next year again. Wow. The, the prediction for a state championship for girls tennis. That's I think the first time we've had that prediction on the podcast. So that's a big moment for us. And yeah, the women's basketball team. Thank watching, you. Please, yeah. please, write, please write that down. Yeah, I'm furiously typing away to keep notes on that, saying you called that first. <laughs> Uh, and I'll say for the girls' basketball team, wa- watching Jade Gamble play this year a couple times, that we got to see the boys and girls play at the same site. She's she's a beast. She she was very fun to watch play. I, I love Jade. the The way that she competes, just on an individual level, like she has that like dog mentality. She just attacks people, and when she does something impressive on the basketball court, she lets other players know. Like she just wants to dominate people, and I, I love that about Jade. Yeah, she's just super fun to watch. Uh, so the top three. Number three, we have football, who capped off this season a second straight SWAC title. They had a couple of really memorable games. Uh, the senior, the senior night game against Friendship, one in the last second field goal, uh, as well as the you know, stomping of Fuquay. Uh, number two, we have cheerleading, who were Super Varsity D1 Division state champs. I believe that's their second state championship in a row. And then number one, we have men's soccer undefeated SWAC champs and made the East regional finals finishing with a record this season of 22, three and one. And as somebody who's gotten to see that team grow and mature the last couple of years, that was just an incredibly fun team to watch uh, all season. It, was a, it really gave us a great ride. I, I appreciate that. I, I think when you look at all the teams that we have, they're successful because those coaches for those respective teams have, have helped build a culture on those in those programs uh, that have led to some success because when I got I, this is my seventh year at the school um, men's soccer was successful but we've grown the program over years to to get to where we at same thing with football uh, and some of the other sports that are on the list um, those coaches have a lot to do with it and I'm excited to see the growth of these teams and where this list may look or be at in in the future uh, with some of the accomplishments that some of these teams are going to get. So I think talking about all the success that these teams had, 
is a great way to segue into our next segment with Coach Miller. Still thinking about these mailbag questions you had in the in that first segment that I heard. I'm trying to try to figure out this one about the dog. All right, so I'm still thinking about that before I'm worrying about this coaching stuff. You know, well, if you, if, you, if you want, we'll let you answer the mailbag question if you need to. I mean, I, I feel like I need to get it off my chest. Now, you you got to realize, Paisley, my, my oldest daughter, she's got seven years to high school eligibility. So my number one focus right now is not my dogs. It's actually, it's actually Paisley. However, on the dog front, okay, two of them, I would love – who asked that question, Isabel? Is that who asked it? Yes. You can send her my address. She can take two of my dogs. Like right now, she wants to kidnap them. Take them. Now, here's the thing: if my dogs are kidnapped, I'm I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna put my feet up because Michelle's coming for you. Okay, like she will get those dogs back within the hour. Okay, <laughs> you don't mess with Michelle and the dog. Now, the one dog, Dave Matthews. You know, he's named after obviously the Dave Matthews band. That that's my boy. That's my only son right there. So I think I definitely keep up the routine with him at night. You know, I, I sing to him, Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews every night before he goes to bed, you know, give him a little hug, things like that. Uh, so I probably keep that routine up. But the other two, you know, uh, Isabel, please, please head on over to my house and you can have them within the next hour, okay? I think the biggest takeaway we need to take from that is you mentioned that your daughter is seven years away from high school eligibility. You didn't say like what age she is or that you love her, just how many years will be until she's playing soccer for you. That's the number <laughs> one concern. I think, I think that's what we really need to focus on here. I mean, swag player of the year, probably freshman year is my guess, you know? Oh my, another prediction. My God. <laughs> if, if we need predictions for our podcast, we know what special guests to bring on from now on. Yeah. Just all of the hot picks. And then the Mary Greer question, right? I mean, the skill. I see, Rose, I could see that you're not very handy. I, I was thinking about that this morning because I was, I was going to get my coffee, open up the cabinets, and I look and I realize the top two shelves in all my cabinets are empty. Now, it could be because I'm short. That's my guess, all right? The, the top two shelves completely empty. So I'm thinking, what if I built like scaffolding throughout my kitchen so I have easy access to the top two shelves. So if I had to learn anything, it would be how to build scaffolding throughout my kitchen so I can actually use all my cabinet space. You need to get one of those, build one of those things like a scaffold, but like at libraries where it's on like a oh. circular thing and it like The ladder slides. where you just slide. Yeah, the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you attach it to the top of your cabinets and you slide with it when you need to get to a specific cabinet. I think that's what you need to build. I bet you they'll start putting those things in all the new home builds in Holly Springs if I go talk to them about it. It's a great idea. If, if you don't mind, Coach Miller, let let uh let the listeners know how short you are. I mean, I would say I'm like five seven, five eight, one sixty five, one seventy, somewhere around there, uh, pound wise. Uh, complete lies. Complete lies. You know, it, it's a, it's a dream. It's a dream. So that's, that's the other skill that you want us to grow seven inches as well. Yeah, well, but I mean, that would be nice. I mean, more for my daughter, because I think she's supposed to be like 4'11". So we're going to obviously have to start that human growth hormone uh, transfer pretty quickly with her. Yeah, let's hope high schools don't start testing for that in the next seven years. <laughs> Keep it on the down low. Uh, yeah. So now that, now that you've had time into, to... Yeah, now that you've had time to, to think about the, the actual question to the segment, 
Do, do you have anything about coaching or, or is it more about how to develop your young child into a superstar? I mean, she's going to be a superstar. I already know this, but uh, the coaching wise, I think I've coached, this is my 10th season as the women's soccer coach. I coached the men's varsity team for four years and had very successful seasons throughout. And uh, I think senior leadership's a big one, uh, developing leaders uh, through our seniors. Normally the best teams have the most seniors that are leaders on and off the field. So I think leadership is a big one. I think we saw that this past year with the men's soccer team, that leadership was big. And, and that's something Coach Will and I really focus on, on both the men's and women's side, is how to turn those seniors into leaders and how they can take those freshmen, sophomores, and juniors and basically have them run through a wall for them. Um, so that's, that's how we accomplished some great seasons in the past. I, I would definitely you know, agree with that. All of us have experience coaching on the, the JV and varsity level whether it's head coach or assistant coaching um, with those positions. And I, I think if you want a successful program, uh, you have to build that culture. And, and that's the second part of it. You talk about leadership, um, Coach Miller, uh, the, the culture that you build as a coach, uh, whether it, it has to do with your practice sessions, whether it's with um, preparing for games, feedback, wh everything that you do within your program. If you build a successful culture, with your JV players, your ninth and 10th graders, when they get to that junior or senior year, they're able to be successful leaders. And I think that's something that, especially on the men's side, um, the women's team's always been very successful and, and Coach Miller's done a great job there. But on the men's side, four years ago, we won seven games. Three years ago, we won eight games. Last year, we won 13 games. And then during this fall season, we won 22. Um, so that four-year progression of getting better each season is all, you know, comes back to that culture that we built with those freshmen that became seniors this year. Um, and we've got different things that we could talk about that we do with our teams, but I, I think that's the second thing that I would say beyond the senior, senior leadership is what's the culture that you build as a head coach? And I, I want to piggyback off that because I think – you know, every coach is like, oh, you won 20 some games because you had talent. And of course, talent is a big part of it. But honestly, it's, it's about what we believe in and what type of players we want and the character they need to show. I mean, our pyramid of success on the bottom, it talks all about talk DNA and what our players should be made up of and how they should act in the classroom and, and how they should act in the community. And I think sometimes as coaches, we worry too much about the talent the players have. And we forget about building their character and building the things that will mold them into better people in the future. And once we started to really focus in on that, you started to see a lot of these programs turn around. And we started to see a lot of success, especially on the men's side, is that we stopped worrying about the talent and we started worrying about what type of player we were coaching. Yeah, I agree with that. I know from the JV basketball coaching perspective, probably the most successful team I had, that was a team that might have been like the least talented in terms of like actual raw talent. That was just a group that had a couple of great sophomore leaders and just kind of one through 15, everyone just cared so much about the team's success, just had great, great contributions every day from everyone in practice. The guys just worked hard for each other. And that's kind of been the biggest ingredient with that. And the two best and the most successful tennis seasons we've had, just the best senior leadership and the most cohesive group of guys that just rooted for each other. I think that's definitely, you know, big things that help make successful teams, kind of all of those intangible qualities. Yeah, I think it, it, it all goes... 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Miller. I said it all goes back to being a great teammate, too. I mean, it's a team sport, so you got to be a great teammate. you you got to put your teammates, you know, in front of you sometimes and, and give them that positive reinforcement as teammates and, and really come close as a team and, and instead of worrying so much about talent. Even with the individual sports, I know Coach uh, Rhodes does tennis. When you do practices, those kids are still interacting with each other. They're still competing against each other. I know for tennis, uh, they you have it set up, if I'm not mistaken, Rhodes, where you guys can compete and they can take like the, the next person's spot, right? Yeah. So e- even though it's an individual sport, you're still reliant on other people making you better. So when you build that family culture and that community amongst the players, like Coach Miller said, you know, even with an individual sport like tennis with Rhodes, you know, those teams are going to be a lot more successful because everybody is invested in the same goal, making each other better. So that way the end result, hopefully, is success as a team, whether it's individuals at the, the state tourney for tennis or if it's a team accomplishment like soccer, uh, making it Tino the East Regional Final. Um, it all starts with building that community amongst the players. So I think we'll close with each coach just giving uh, one piece of advice or a quick piece of advice they have, things that make a successful team. I think for me, the big thing would just be is that guys, guys have to buy in. If you can get guys to buy in, there's really no limit to what they can do to be successful for themselves and as a team. All right. I mean, my, my big thing here is, you know, players just need to trust the process, trust what you're doing in the process and enjoy the journey. Enjoy every minute of high school sports, something that you'll never get back and something you'll talk about for the rest of your life. And I'll, I'll piggy off what Miller said. Uh, I know it's cliche when you say trust the process, especially with how other teams and professional leagues have used it. But um, it is a process. It's not a one-day thing. It's not a one-week thing. It's, it's several months for, for those teams or individuals to get better throughout the season. Uh, but the, the piggyback part is, is about failure. It is okay to fail as an athlete. Failing at something means that you weren't successful for certain reasons, and now you know what you should do to improve and get better. Taking the mindset that you're a failure means that you've given up and that you don't want to be successful. You don't want to succeed. So trust the process. You're going to have successes. You're going to have some failings. But learn from those uh, moments where you fail and get better as an athlete so that way you can improve and become better. So good good one-sentence takeaway. So uh, Once again, <laughs> English is not my first language. So you have to uh, let me talk for more than one sentence. Okay. All right, so I'm going to turn over some hosting dues to you right now, and we're going to move on to our next segment, which is... The sports trivia segment brought to you by Coach Will. So my NC skills are not as good as Rhodes, so you'll have to excuse that uh, for the next few minutes. Uh, but how this is going to work, uh, we, we think Coach Miller um, thinks he's smarter than everybody in the room, so we decided to go with a trivia segment. And I knew that I was... Uh, unintelligent compared to Rhodes. So we figured this would be a better matchup. So this is going to be Rhodes versus Miller. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, each each individual is going to be asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, they don't. Uh, there's going to be 10 total questions. So each one of you has a potential for five uh, total points. And if we get through 10 questions and we're still tied, there is a tiebreaker and the closest to the actual number will win. Everybody ready? Yes. Let's make sure Miller stays off uh, looking things up on his computer during this. Let's make, make sure we can have our fingers where we can see them. Yeah. 
he's he's already talked about his uh, double monitor uh, setup, so I'm, I'm a little concerned that he's going to say some "Hey Google" stuff in the, the near future. Yeah. All right. Hey, so, question question one, Miller, you're the the guest, so I'm going to ask you. The 2018 French Open singles was won by who? I mean, are we talking? Did you say men's or women's here? Men's. The 2018 men's French Open singles was won by who? Rafael Nadal. Correct. Okay. So I, I wanted to, to, to see if, if he could have some tennis knowledge, Rude. So question for I mean, you. He's the, king, he's the king of French Opens, aren't he? Isn't he? Yeah. That's he, been my guess also. He, he yeah, is. Right. But, you know, I figured, I figured this would be a, an easy way to, to start us off. So don't, don't kill me. All right, so Rhodes, your your question. Uh, hockey player Wayne Gretzky played for what team in the 1980s? He played for the Edmonton Oilers. Correct. See, this was a this was an easy start for both of you. So it's currently one one. Miller, your next question. As of 2019. Who is the only player in NBA history to have had three sons who also played in the NBA? Who had three sons who played in the NBA? Yes. Huh. At least I think Rhodes has no idea what's going on either. I have a guess. I'm not sure if it'd be right, though. Curry? Curry? Stephen Curry? Ooh. You, you are two sons. You are incorrect. Yeah, he only had two sons. Yeah. So Rhodes, I'll let you try because you have basketball knowledge, but maybe maybe you don't know it. I don't think I know it. My guess is Rick Barry. I don't think that's right though. Rick Barry was correct. Oh. His three his three sons were Brent, John, and Drew. And he actually had a fourth son, apparently, and he got signed to an NBA G League contract. So he might end up being the only person who's had four sons. I think his son's actually going to – like three-on-three basketball is going to be big in the 2021 20, Olympics now. I think his son's trying to make the Olympic team for that. Well, that would definitely be an awesome thing to have a team made up of all siblings. Yeah. So The other ones are a little bit older now. That might have been a second-wife situation. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely go with, with uh, multiple wives. But, Rhodes, your question. So, Rhodes has an opportunity to go up 2-1. Who was the first player to win consecutive NBA MVP awards since Michael Jordan did it in 1991 and 92? Uh, Steve Nash. Incorrect. He didn't win. Correct. Back it was Steph Curry. Or it was not Curry. Steph Curry. It was LeBron. Kobe Bryant. Kobe it was Bryant. not LeBron, not Kobe. Shaq. It was Tim Duncan. Really? 2002-2003. Nah, everyone forgets about Tim Duncan anyway. Ugh, can't believe I missed a basketball question. That's, that's killer. Okay. The score is still tied 1-1. Moving on. Coach Miller, which 1990s NBA great was nicknamed the Admiral? Uh... David Robinson? That is correct. 
Don't worry, Rhodes. You have a nickname question as well. So I hope you you pay attention to more than just football. So Rhodes, for your opportunity to tie it up, which NFL Hall of Famer went by the nick by the nickname Sweetness? Walter Payton. Walter Payton is correct. So now we are at two two, and we're at the last four questions. So you guys, it's close. It's tight. I hope you have your, your knowledge caps on for the next uh, round of questions. Can we, stop, can we stop with the basketball questions? Because I, I struggle with basketball. Oh, don't worry. These are, these are going to be much different than, than basketball. Oh, so God. your next question, yeah. Miller. In what year was the four-minute mile achieved? I have no idea. Uh, four-minute mile achieved? The four-minute mile achieved. If you give me the person that ran it, I will also give you a point. So you can give me the year or the person that did it. I mean, I can't. I mean, I run about an eight-minute mile, so they ran twice as fast as I can, basically. I don't even know if you could run an eight-minute mile. That's something we should definitely time in this quarantine. Yeah, but you got to realize that when I run a mile, it's really two miles because I take twice the amount of steps that you do. So really, if you think about it, we I can only have to run a half a mile. We can stop, talk semantics all day. Question. Your answer I have, I have, now. I have, no, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just going to randomly guess a year. And it's, uh, I believe it was probably when I was a freshman in high school. So I'm going to guess 1997. Is 1997 your final answer? Sure. That is very incorrect. The correct answer like is 1954 by Roger Bannister. Uh, of course. I'm, yeah, okay. Hey, I had to go tougher. These progressively are getting harder. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks for asking me a soccer question. I'm like, uh, you know, Coach Rhodes basketball questions over here. You know what? You can complain all you want. You think you're smart, so I'm trying to give you an opportunity to prove that. Stop being a sore loser here. And you haven't even lost. Rhodes, your opportunity to come in first place going into the last round of questions. In what year were women first allowed to participate in the modern Olympic Games? Nineteen twenty-four. That was way better of a guess than Coach Miller on the last question, but that is incorrect as well. The correct answer was 1900 Paris. Oh, it's the second one. Oh, God. All right. That's, that's tough. And unfortunately, Miller went to, to take a little quick coffee break, so he's, uh, he's coming back in. So, Miller, I just asked Rhodes his question. He got it incorrect. He was about 30 years closer than you were on your guess. So hopefully you do a lot better on this last question. Okay. So this is the, the last round of questions. It's tied 2-2. Miller, your last question. Where did the sport of curling originate? First of all, curling is an amazing sport. All right. If that's like one of my dreams is to be a professional curler. It's also the best sport in the Winter Olympics as well. Um, Curling. I agree. So what, what country are you going with? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. 
can we're gonna we're gonna go with um Canada. Oh, I'm so sorry, Miller. You you're you're on the wrong continent, buddy. The correct answer is Scotland. And it originated in sixteenth century. Yeah, so I was a little off. You, you you were you were a little off. You were across the pond off, but that's okay. It's a it's, hey, it's all right. They do you it in Canada, that's why I figured you know. So I actually went is, curling once. It was very fun. You yeah, done it curling? Great sport. I, I went like once. There's like a, a club that had like a little introduction to play night and kind of tried it out. Did the sweeping, did like the throwing the rock, throwing the stone, and it was pretty fun. It it is definitely. I agree with Miller. It's definitely by far the best Winter Olympic sport. That is the one that I always record and, and watch back. So I, I wanted to put in there as a question. Sorry, Miller, you're incorrect. Rhodes, for the win, which country's entire team was barred from competing at the 2000 Paralympics in Sydney? <laughs> um. Well, I know there's currently issues between the Olympic Committee and Russia for doing shady stuff. It seems like always a safe bet to bet that uh, Russia is doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So that'll be my guess. Russia. That is that is a very very good guess. Very good logic, but that is incorrect. The correct answer was Spain. They were caught entering non-handicapped athletes into the games. So they were barred from the 2000 Paralympic Games. Adios mio, as the Spanish media must have said. <laughs> and I don't know what you just said. So please, Google Translate for our listeners after our podcast. So the tiebreaker, the, the tie, it's tied 2-2. So this is the last question. It's whoever is going to be closest to the year. In what year was the Nerf football created? Should we, should we each have to, like, say this separately, or should we each, like, if we say it, who's going to Yeah, we're going to – yeah, we, get, we have to uh, – we, we have to write this right down. We're going we're gonna to have to write this down, or um, – Do you guys have something hey, to wait, write wait, wait. on? Did I, did I see Roach just go on his phone? I'm about to phone? write it on my phone. I'm about to write the answer on I'm, my phone. I think, I think he's automatically disqualified no, 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 no. on a mobile device. I no, cannot no, no. possibly look it that quickly. Hey, this is, this is our podcast, Miller. And we decide the rules of the game. So he's allowed to put the answer on his phone if needed. Uh, here, I, I got a piece of paper. I'll write it on the piece of paper. Okay. So I'll ask the question one more time while you guys are, are getting a piece of paper. In what year was the Nerf football created? What if we go over? Are we cool going over? It, whoever's closest to the year will win our sports trivia segment on today's podcast. So do you guys want me to count down three, two, one? One second, my pen's not working. Oh my oh, goodness! Now, now he's gonna go grab his phone again. Amateur, amateur. Oh, I, think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have to go with the phone. Yeah. So I'll count down once you get your your notepad right, up ready. here. Okay. So. Hey, wait, 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 wait. So what are we doing here? You're, you're, I'm gonna count down three, two, one, and you're gonna show me the piece of paper or your phone. The, the year, and I'll write it down. I'll let you know what you're – Just your the Nerf football, not like Nerf guns, not no, like – Nerf the Nerf football. What, what, what are you looking at on your second screen there, Miller? 
Uh, nothing here. Okay, three, two, one, go. Oh, you can't see this. Oh, I, I see it. You're you're a cheater. You're a cheater. I think you looked it up. What, I did what not year look did it you up. Go? My right? I can't see. Uh, it's 79. 19, 1979 I said 72. by Rhodes. Okay, so Coach Rhodes guessed to what – year was the Nerf football created? His guess was 1979. Coach Miller's guess was 1972. And the winner of today's sports trivia segment with the exact year guest, Coach Miller with the win. For, hey, for, the, for the listeners that can't see us interacting through our video call when we do the podcast, Coach Miller, when given the opportunity to write this on his piece of paper, was looking to his right at his second screen the entire time. I think he typed it. I think he cheated. Under protest, I agree with Rhodes. Did not. Just figured it had to be sometime in the 70s. Uh, it's very shady. Well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the questions. I tried to come up with things that were a little difficult so it wouldn't be so easy. And I'm glad that you guys got a couple right. I hope you guys enjoyed it listening, but now we're going to end our podcast with our favorite segment of our podcast, which is our draft. And for today's draft, we are going to do a draft of reality TV shows and coach Miller is going to provide his feedback on our selections. I'll go first. I think we're just switching off going first since you went first last time. I'll go first this time. Okay. I'll I'll base my draft board around. So this is hopefully my, my chance to turn around our, our street here. So, all right. all right, my number one pick, and to me, the bar none, like the, like the, the, the number one prospect on the board, the Joe Burrow of reality TV show prospects right here, is The Challenge, the real world road rules challenge. Season 35 started last night. Uh, it used to just be open to real world and road rules cast members. Uh, now people from Big Brother, a bunch of British reality shows, it's really the best of sports and TV. There's competition, there's intrigue, there's crazy reality TV show drama. And it's been amazing over the last like 15 years. The show's been on since 98. I've been watching for about 15 years just to watch all these athletes just grow, mature, become champions. It's just the, the human experience, the character arcs in these shows is amazing, as well as some of the athletic accomplishments. The challenge, it's, to me, it's the only option, the only team I consider my number one pick. This is one of the few times and I'll let Miller comment after, but this is one of the few times, Rhodes, where you've picked a selection that I'm actually, like, on board for 100%. The Challenge is an amazing reality show on MTV. I've watched the last several seasons, uh, especially with this uh, – they, they've kind of kind of done the, the War of the Worlds, so they've had a lot of people from different areas of the world and different shows, as you talked about. Uh, it's just an amazing show. Love it. I think it comes on at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays if you have MTV. If not, go to MTV.com and definitely stream it whenever available. Yeah, I'm impressed. Great pick, Rhodes. Thank you. It's, it's a great time to jump on. The season premiere was last night. Amazing premiere. Super excited for the season. And don't ruin it for me, Rhodes, because I don't have – I have uh, YouTube TV, so I have to go on MTV.com today to watch the episode, and we'll definitely text about it later. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with – I think to, to stay within this, this competitive uh, reality TV show, I think this is something that Coach Rhodes watches as well. And I'm a huge fan 
of this particular show. It is one of my favorite summer shows to sit down, watch. It comes on three days a week. It's an awesome stream. You can binge watch it. It's great. It's fantastic. It's got intrigue. It's got competition. You've got a lot of people going after each other each week. I'm going with Big Brother. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't see that coming. I knew that you would definitely take this and it wouldn't make it back to me. Big Brother was number three on my board. It's, again, the perfect show to pass the summer. Uh, very fun. And now there's a lot more Big Brother cast members on the challenge even. Uh, four new ones yesterday, which you, you'll enjoy. I feel like I saw, this is the one the show that Joey always talks about. Is Big Brother. That's all he ever speaks about is the show Big Brother. Well, there are some other shows that I talk about with my next pick, but Big Brother is amazing. So if you don't watch it, listeners, please take the time to watch it. If it's still on this summer, definitely go watch it. It comes on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Mark your calendars now for Big Brother. My second pick, because we snake these picks, Miller, just so you know. My second pick is another summer reality show. You get people on there from their 20s and 30s. Uh, they like to interact and mingle and get to know each other in a three-week three span in a tropical place. And they somehow fall in love in three weeks. They pop the rose. Bachelor in Paradise is my second pick. Bachelor. So I, I thought you were going to take the entire Bachelor franchise, but uh, you can just have Bachelor in Paradise if you want. Oh, I, I don't I don't mess around with Bachelor and the Bachelorette. That doesn't intrigue me. When you put all of them together, you equal the numbers and you say go at it, find the person you love. I think it's a lot more intriguing. You have better matchups of individual uh, contestants, and there's a lot of drama still in those in those three or four weeks. So Bachelor in Paradise is my second pick. I mean, everyone knows I love The Bachelor. I still say Bachelor Pad is ranked higher than Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, but that was only after two seasons. It's a great show. And and at the end, you won like a million bucks if you decided to dump the girl that you're with or dump the guy. It was a fantastic way to you know, end a season. Oh, my God. Bachelor Pad was an incredible show. That was back when I used to watch The Bachelor also. Me and some of my friends from college had a Bachelor Fantasy League where we drafted. This is like back before everyone was doing it. I kept score at home for our Bachelor Fantasy League. And I still today even listen to a Bachelor podcast, even though I haven't watched the show in like seven years. Uh, but Bachelor Pad was an incredible show. So I, I think you missed the ball comment. on that, Joey. I can't comment because I didn't do, or I haven't watched the Bachelor Pad show, but you know, me and Miller talk about the Bachelor a lot uh, during the, the soccer season, the fall and the spring. It's something that kind of keeps us connected when we're not talking about soccer. So Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, watch it. I don't care but definitely watch Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, my next pick, you know, I'm just going to pick the pick that I want to pick. I, thought, I know I could save it to my fourth pick, but it's, it's number two on my draft board. I can't let it drop any further. And that is Vanderpump Rules. This is a Bravo TV show. It is incredible. Uh, my wife was watching this a couple of years ago, and I just kind of started jumping in randomly, and we had to go back and watch the entire series from the beginning. It's... It's just incredible. It's great drama, great characters. Uh, these people are absolutely insane. And there are, um, there's 26 episodes a season. I think they're on season nine now. The entire series is on Hulu, I believe. It's just an incredible watch. It's kind of a spinoff of 
Lisa Vanderpump was in like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think. I never watched any of that stuff, but it's about the people that worked at her restaurant, uh, Sir, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant in Beverly Hills. Just an incredible show. I could not more highly recommend that to watch during the quarantine. Uh, I'll let you speak to that, Miller, if you would like. I, I don't I mean, watch I it personally. So how many rounds are how many rounds are we doing here? Four. We we do we do four uh, picks. I mean, he you could have waited till like the fourth round to get that that pick i have a feeling i think you wasted a spot there at the number two and i think you're gonna let will you know take a big jump and a big lead here uh i don't i there's number two on my board and i know that my other two picks he's not gonna pick anyway so i felt pretty confident in that well Rhodes, you you definitely get the next pick so we'll see if this if this draft improves for you because I, I don't know how many of the the high school listeners teachers students watch vanderpump rules i've heard that it's a very good show so I can't talk down about the show itself, but I don't know how many people listen to it. But you definitely have the third pick, so let, let me see what your, your next pick's going to be. All right, my next pick is The Hills. College me loved The Hills. Um, I was even dumb enough at the time to believe that everything on there was real. Uh, like, I thought, like, I was heartbroken when I found out that, like, a lot of this stuff was produced. Um, I know for the producers, nothing was left unwritten as the show's title theme might have said. Uh, and again, I was heartbroken uh, when Heidi became, you know, tied to the knot with Spencer and Elsie was kind of left in the lurch by that. That's just, college me loved The Hills. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with the pick. Great show, but the, the, the show itself is, is probably maybe a little outdated for some of our, our listeners. Maybe they know what the Hills is or have seen some of these. Because uh, I know they can't – didn't they come out with like a the Hills – not remake, but aren't they like kind of bringing the Hills people back together for like a new Hills? I think they might have with a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Kristen Cavallari had her own spinoff show with her and Jay Cutler, my guy. Uh, the first season of the show was great. It hasn't been as good since then. Well, I can't, I can't disagree with the pick. I think it's a little bit nostalgic for you, um, and, and that's, that's a great pick. Uh, I'll, I'll choose for my fourth option. I'll choose a, a pick that I don't think other individuals on the, on the listening podcast are going to choose as well. So I'll do that as my fourth pick. Uh, so for the third pick, I'm going to go with a show that is on Netflix. It came out this year. I know other Listeners probably have watched it. It's a competitive show. It's about social media and its impact on individuals. So these individual players get put into a hotel. They can't interact uh, with any of the people that are on the show. The only way they can interact is by posting messages on a social media platform and interacting with each other that way. And the, the people that are most liked on the show remain on the show and the people that are not liked are eliminated. So my next pick is the circle on Netflix. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. So I, I've heard, I heard it was gripping. It's, that screams of recency bias. You know, the Hills is a classic, a paragon of the, of the uh, genre. So we'll see. I'm starting to slide more towards roads here. I mean, I thought I, I thought you lost a the chance there, Joey, to really take take over the audience, and you kind of blew it there. I, I don't know. My my first two drafts have been pretty successful, so we'll we'll see what uh, the listeners think once they uh, they go through our our four four picks. 
Um, but my, my last pick, I, I like the fact that you're going a little bit more nostalgic roads uh, with the hills and, and some of the shows that maybe some of our listeners don't know about or, or watch because they might not be old enough to know what those shows are. So my last pick is a show that I watch. It's on Paramount. It used to be Spike uh, TV. Uh, but it's something that I watch. It gives me a little bit of inspiration or some create creative imagination about what I might do with um, things in the future. Uh, for those that don't know, I have several tattoos. And this show gives me some ideas about different topics, different themes of tattoos. So my last pick is going to be Master Inc. I have never heard of that show before. Well, that, that's fine. I, I'm sure most of the listeners probably haven't, but I wanted to kind of even out the playing field and do something that most likely nobody has watched. So that's my fourth pick. Uh, and now on to you, sir. Your last pick. Miller, you got any thoughts on that pick? I, I mean, I just – I think he really blew the last two picks. I think, you know, he went downhill. He started off very strong with his, his first two picks, and he really could have won easily, and he kind of just – uh he blew it. So, Roach, you have a big chance here. I mean, this is the big one right here, man. All right. So, for my last pick here, it's kind of down to three options. So, there's the show that I watch a lot right now, Below Deck, uh, great show, or shows that I used to like a lot back in the day. Like high school, and high school, me and my dad would watch Amazing Race every week. We love that. Uh, and then a couple years ago, I got super into Naked and Afraid. Uh, absolutely loved that show. So, I think... What I'm going to actually end up doing, though, is I'm going against what my draft board says, going against the advice of my scouts. I'm going to pick the show that I'm more into right now. I'm going to stick with the Bravo family, and I'm going to put Below Deck. Uh, there's Below Deck Regular, Below Deck Mediterranean. Uh, there's Generally, you can kind of start over fresh each season. There's a couple of carryover cast members, but it's kind of each season really stands on its own. Uh, it's fun drama. It's fun to watch. It's fun to make fun of the people on the crew and the guests for how insane they are. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very fun show. I can't believe you got that eighth overall. I mean, I would say that's one of the top two right there for either of you. Um, I think I think you win this road just with that last pick. Blow deck, amazing show. Um, if you haven't seen it, watch it because it's incredible. I think I think Coach Miller is trying to sabotage our listeners into voting for you, Rhodes. I think you're going to be shocked at how many of our listeners watch the circle and have liked the circle. And my top three choices are going to be a hit with our listeners. So you know what, Miller, you can sit there and back up Rhodes all you want. Coach Rhodes, I like your picks, but I know Miller is trying to sabotage me. I can see it in his face. I can see it in his little smirk. So you know what, voters, listeners, go on our social media pages, marketing underscore HSHS, vote on Twitter. Who is the top draft, me or Coach Rhodes? Make sure you guys vote before next Monday. Uh, well, actually, you, got, you have 24 hours to vote. The poll's closed in 24 hours. So 24 hours from the podcast drops you have. That, that's your window to vote on this. Uh, and again, you can let us know in the comments also which shows were you thought were snubbed and that we should have included in our lists. Uh, Coach Miller, thank you very much for coming on today, even though you're, uh, you may or may not have cheated during the sports trivia segment. Uh, enjoyed having you on as a guest today. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It was it was a blast uh, chatting with you guys and seeing you guys again. So appreciate it, Miller. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yep, ciao. Thanks. All right. So even though next week's spring break and we haven't talked about this at all, 
Our next episode will be coming out Monday because, you know, spring break is no different than any other week. Uh, again, make sure to email or tweet at us mailbag questions, podcast names, or segments you'd like to see. Uh, again, at marketing underscore HSHS on Twitter or Instagram. You can also hit us up via email, broads4 at wcpss.net and jwill4 at wcpss.net as well. Any final thoughts for listeners? Just make sure that uh, for those that have definitely listened to the, the first two podcast segments, uh, make sure you're promoting this to your friends, family, uh, other teachers at Holly Springs, people around the, the county, whoever. Uh, we want to try to entertain as many people as possible. So help promote, uh, help vote, and definitely respond. Give us comments. Uh, send us mailbag questions. Uh, any feedback that you guys give us would be uh, greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Remember, save lives by staying in for spring break next week. Have a great weekend.